as we learn about forgiveness, God holds us responsible to share that forgiveness and pass along what we have learned so that other people will want to make forgiveness their journey. Welcome to First Person, a weekly interview program. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and our guest is Nan Self, the author of Forgiveness, Making Space for Grace. This weekly visit is made possible through the Far East Broadcasting Company, which loves to have stories of God working in people's lives told. FEBC has a few stories of their own, and you can learn more about them when you click on the FEBC banner found at firstpersoninterview.com. Thanks for your support of FEBC as it proclaims the gospel always in the local language in many countries. And thanks for joining us today. It's always great to get your feedback on what you hear, so please visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. You can leave your comments there and learn just a bit more about this program and our guests. Well, the act of forgiving someone requires immense spiritual strength and can only be accomplished with the Lord's help. And that's something our guest knows full well. Nan Self is the author of a book on forgiveness after learning the tough lessons of forgiving people herself. As we start, I ask Nan to begin by telling me her story. Shortly after becoming a Christian, I um, knew that I didn't know anything about forgiveness. And I happened upon a magazine Um, It was a monthly magazine, and it was very interesting to me because there was a man all crouched down on the cover, and it looked like he had a a glass jar on top of him, and the title of the magazine was The Barrier of Unforgiveness. Hmm. So I looked at that, and I thought, gosh, what what barrier is there of unforgiveness? I want to know about that. So I read that magazine from cover to cover at least four or five times, and that started me as a very new Christian on um, a journey to learn about forgiveness. And um, God would bring many, many different scenarios into my life that would um, would press the point of forgiveness. And Through beginning just as absolutely knowing nothing, uh, just one step at a time, I learned that there is a forgiveness process. And um, I had started forgiving. I had, as a new Christian, I, I did do a lot of forgiving. But I remember many years ago, I went to a conference for, for Christian writers, and they, uh, it was um, Palm Sunday. And they were playing um, some beautiful music and everything. And I was listening to the music and watching the musicians. And um, I, inside my mind, I had a vision. And the vision was of the cross. And Jesus was on that cross. And in my mind, he said to me, Why do you bring your burdens to the cross? And never leave them there. Oh. And I did not have an answer for him. And I realized that. And then as I turned inside this vision, I looked behind me and I saw a wagon full of people that had hurt me or I had hurt. 
and many, many burdens were just piled up in that wagon. And the Lord spoke to me inside my mind, and he said, well, if you are just adamant about carrying your own burdens and never leaving them with me, you can certainly go back down into this kind of pit. There was a It was a boundary. The Lord drew a boundary at the cross. And he said, if you insist, you can go over this boundary and you can continue to carry those burdens with you. But that's not my goal for you. Hmm. I want you to leave them with me at the cross. And this was a lesson you learned early in your Christian life? Yes. Yes, I did. Well, how fortunate that the Lord would open your eyes to that, because I'm sure you uh, talk with people all the time that that's not the case. They've been carrying around this unforgiving spirit for how many years and decades? Yes. It seems like burdens multiply. If you don't do something about them, they just get heavier and heavier. And when you will not forgive, in unforgiveness, you carry your past with you. Mm -hmm. And I decided, boy, I don't want to be carrying my past with me. I, I had a very difficult childhood with a lot of criticism, and I turned the criticism on myself So when I started learning about forgiveness, I knew that I was one of the people that I needed to forgive, Hmm. not just other people, Mm -hmm. but I needed to forgive myself. So it has been an incredible journey, learning many things in many different phases, like, like, seems like every 10 years I would learn something really important, and um, I... um, I had taught this um, forgiveness many times, and a friend was over one day, and she found these cassettes about that had been professionally taped on forgiveness, and she said, well, why don't we make these into CDs? And I said, oh, okay. And so we did, and I started listening to them, and then that's when, that's when I got the call to write the book because the Lord said, you need to get the message out because yeah. people need to know that you forgive with your heart. And you need to make space for grace in your heart. And isn't it uh, something that we can go through life and watch people and not really see how broken they are and how unforgiving they are until it maybe crops up once in a while. But it really is at the root of the problems that we face in life, isn't it? Um, my experience as a counselor, I saw many wounded people, but even just as a person that would pray with others, I saw many wounded people. Mm-hmm. And I realized that we all need wound care, and forgiveness is the major, major wound care for all of us. So there's a beginning and there's an end to forgiveness. And the interesting thing was very early on, the Lord taught me that as soon as someone offends you with unkind words or criticism or whatever it might be, he immediately offers you the grace to forgive. Now, you have two choices. You can receive that grace and not take that offense into your heart, and then you're totally released. Or you can take the offense into your heart, and then you are in the prison of unforgiveness. You use the word grace. You, you tie forgiveness with grace in your book. Uh, talk a bit about that, Nan. Well, you know, okay, first of all, grace is something that we do not deserve, that God died for upon the cross in with his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died for our sins. And it is it is a very valuable thing. 
It is something that was undeserved. This forgiveness was undeserved by us. And Jesus had no reason to have forgiveness because he had never had any unforgiveness. So it's, it's an interesting phenomena that grace is undeserved, forgiveness is undeserved, and God wants you to make space for both. We often hear the phrase, uh, unforgiveness is like uh, drinking poison and letting the other person, expecting the other person to die. Um, have you experienced that kind of perspective? Yes. I have seen many, many damaged people from unforgiveness, much bitterness, resentment, hatred, anger. All of these things multiply and fester. Yeah. And Wayne, the thing is, if, if at some point someone does not stop this progression, the resentment, bitterness, and hatred can lead to murder and lawlessness. Mm. And this, this is what we find ourselves in, in this culture. We have so much hatred, bitterness, and, and so many crimes going on. But if we would stop this progression and begin to forgive and ask God to heal our wounds— then we could receive the healing that he bought and paid for upon the cross. Yeah. I went through a season of life where it was really hard to learn some of these lessons. I'm sure everyone goes through those seasons. But one of the scriptures that spoke uh, very powerfully to me was what it says in Hebrews about, you know, guard against a root of bitterness springing up because that that so easily happens. Yes, it does, Wayne. And, And that scripture goes on to say, and that if you do not uproot and lay the axe to the root of bitterness, then that bitterness will defile everybody around you. It will affect your family. It will affect further generations. It will affect the way you live. Yeah, but we feel like we have a right to be upset with the person. Or uh, Talk about that. I mean, how do we get over those, those feelings, those emotions that when we're so upset? One of the stories that I tell in the chapter on wounds The story, I I was actually sitting in this church, and this lady had been invited to speak, and she got up to the podium, and she said, my daughter was brutally raped and murdered. And she said, her roommate was raped and murdered by the same man. And the man who tried to rescue us was beaten up by this man. And she said, it took me five years to even think about forgiving this man. And then it took me seven years to process through forgiveness to release it. And she said, one day I was driving in the car and I cried out to God and I said, God, how can I possibly forgive this man and forgive what he did? God spoke in the car, she says. I've never had that experience. But um, he said to her, you do not have to forgive what he did, but you do have to forgive him. And she said, right then, God gave her the grace to separate the offense from the offender. And so she decided she was going to forgive the man who had murdered her daughter. And so she did. She went through the process and forgave him. Then she told the other family who lost their daughter that she had forgiven and also the man who was beaten up that she had forgiven. And they decided that they would forgive because they could see the release and the joy in her spirit. And she decided to take 
uh, part in a program that they had at the prison where he was incarcerated. And um, they would allow the family um, of the victim to come and meet with the perpetrator, or in this case, the murderer. And so she went to meet with him, and she looked him straight in the eyes, and she told him that she forgave him. And she said that such joy filled her heart that she was just so released Mm. when she left the prison, and two weeks later, he was put to death. So the way we forgive is to separate the offense from the offender, and we need God's help for that. We'll continue talking about the Bible's teaching on forgiveness with Nan Self coming up on First Person. I'm Ed Cannon of the Far East Broadcasting Company. As you listen to First Person, please take a few moments to visit our website and learn more about FEBC. At firstpersoninterview.com, you can sign up without obligation for a free daily online devotional that will inspire you with stories and scripture telling how God works through our broadcasts in many countries. Learn more and sign up for our 30-day devotional at firstpersoninterview.com. My guest is Nan Self, the author of Forgiveness, Making Space for Grace, and I appreciate uh, you being with us today, Nan. Now, we have not met until uh, our uh, radio interview time here today, and still we don't see each other in respective studios, but our mutual friend, Babby Mason, has a lot of good things to say about your book, and that, that says a lot to me. So if Babby's for it, then I'm for it, Nan. <laughs> well, I tell you, she is an amazing force of nature. <laughs> And she is the most precious, precious saint that I have ever met. She is, she is full of God's gifts. Yeah, I agree. Hey, we're talking about forgiveness, and you've told some powerful um, uh, stories and, and steps here today. I want to be more specific about the steps in a moment. But let me ask you, um, when we forgive someone, do we go to that person and say, I forgive you, when they haven't asked for it? Um. I think that that needs prayer. I think you need to pray because, you know, God does want us to ask forgiveness. Like, like I can give you an example from my life. Okay. Um, I had just learned about forgiveness, and I had attended a seminar, and they said, go and ask forgiveness when you're ready. So I thought and, and about that, and I decided that I would go and ask my mother, um, to forgive me for five things. I made a list of five things. And I asked her very sincerely, and she said no. Hmm. So the seminar had already prepared us. They said if they say no, then you act like they have said yes. So I did. I just let it go, and I act like she had said yes and just went on my way. And about three months later, I felt like the Lord was impressing me to go back and ask her for the same five things, ask if she would forgive me for the same five things. And I did, and she said yes. But then I began to see the difference between the first time I asked, I was asking according to the Word, which is wonderful. But the second time I asked, I was asking because God had worked in my heart, Mm -hmm. and I was really repentant. Interesting. 
I like that answer a lot, Nan. Um, showing forgiveness, of course, restores our relationships with others, but it also restores our relationship with God. So how important is that? I mean, it's it's everything, isn't it? It's everything because your your most important relationship in your whole life is your relationship with God. And he wants so much to have a relationship with you. He wants to be your counselor. He wants to be your healer. He wants to be your sanctifier. He wants to be your provider. He wants to be everything to you. And he has made that provision through his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus went and died for your sins upon the cross so that you could receive forgiveness. Now, what does God want you to do with that forgiveness? He wants you to give it away. Because you've received it from him, he wants you to forgive others. And when you forgive others, then they will be inclined to forgive other people too. And then you can be part of a forgiveness revolution. In your book, you describe the steps of forgiveness for restoring these relationships uh, with God and with others. Can we talk about some of those steps? Absolutely. Absolutely. The steps for forgiveness and restoring relationships with others. This, this is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do as you are working through the forgiveness process. And just remember that no matter how big your wound is, God is always waiting for you in expectation, love, and patience. Hmm. And all you have to do is say his name. He is right there with you. He heals your wounds and meets your needs. That's what grace is about, isn't it? That's what grace is about. So what you do is you allow yourself to experience any feelings surrounding the offense towards you. And to do that, you take an honest look at how the offense has impacted your soul and spirit. And I know a lot of people are uncomfortable uh, experiencing their feelings. I was one of those people for many years. But God gave us feelings. Feelings are clues to what we need to be praying and asking God for. So don't run from your feelings. Just lean into them and release them to God. Then you give yourself permission to grieve over them if there is grief inside those offenses and those feelings. And as you release your wounded feelings to God, there is an incredible peace and freedom that comes into your spirit. There is a lightness as you ask forgiveness for your sins and repent of them and renounce them. And to renounce them means to fall out of agreement with those sins. Then you extend grace to yourself and give yourself time to heal. Let me pause for just a moment and ask you a question here as we talk about these steps, Nan, because forgiveness changes relationships, doesn't it? I mean, an offense changes relationships, and we can forgive, but do we ever fully expect the relationship to be the same as it once was? Or is, I mean, I know that's possible, but is that, does that always happen? No, it doesn't. It doesn't always happen. You know, that's an, that's a very good question, Wayne. Because, um, you know, what reconciliation really takes two people. God has provided His side of it. Now you need to come and bring your unforgiveness and your sin to Him. Let Him nail it to death on the cross, and deprive it of all life, and then 
He can uh, work his forgiveness process in you. He can um, give you a new heart. If you will ask for a heart of forgiveness and acceptance and love, he will give it to you. Hmm. And then being the big, amazing God that he is, if you will ask, he will meet the needs that were not met in your childhood. Mm -hmm. And I have several listed in the book, such as unforgiveness, um, comfort, nurture, emotional nurture, peace, worth and value, recognition, security. All of these are needs of both children and adults, and God is so willing to meet these needs in your heart. And you can receive God's forgiveness by faith and allow yourself and others to receive the peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. Confession, repentance, and release, they go together. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're talking about steps of forgiveness. Where do we go from there? Well, from there, you ask God to um, show you what the next step is. Because, Wayne, everybody's journey is different. Yeah. And God has especially designed our forgiveness journeys for each one of us. They are very individual. And he has the timetable. And if we will, it says in Ephesians 2.10, he will prepare the way and we walk in it. And that's what the forgiveness process is all about. It is walking in the way that God has prepared for you. And once you go through the steps of forgiveness for restoring relationships, then the closing of the wound is to choose actively to forget the offense as the wound heals. And what presses that wound together is forgiveness. It holds the wound while you heal. And if the memory of the wound tries to come back to your mind, Refuse it and verbally choose forgiveness. And underlying this whole process is our understanding of, of just how much God has forgiven us. If we don't have that, we, we really can't respond accordingly. Can we forgive others? We, we really don't understand. Many of us have been forgiven since we were children. Some of us have started being forgiven when we became adults. But as we learn about forgiveness... God holds us responsible to share that forgiveness and pass along what we have learned and gained so that other people will want to make forgiveness their journey. And Wayne, it is a never-ending journey. This journey does not end. Our first person guest today has been Nan Self. Her book is titled Forgiveness, Making Space for Grace. More information about all that we talked about today can be found at our website, firstpersoninterview.com. At the website, you'll find a link to Nan's own website and information about her book. And to see what's coming up in the weeks ahead on First Person, check out the schedule found there on the webpage. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. It's always good to read your comments, which we appreciate very much. This program is made possible by the Far East Broadcasting Company, a broadcast ministry reaching millions of people with the message of the gospel and teaching God's word. Learn more at firstpersoninterview.com. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us next week for First Person. <laughs>